Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. to be back even though i'm feeling slightly under the weather how are you oh pick it up this is our one year anniversary i know do you know what today is it's It's our anniversary you take you take um uh soprano oh Oh, no i'll I'll take soprano you take alto okay thanks do you know what what today is It's showtime. <laughs> oh God! If you're Sorry. From, you know, if you're in, if you, oh my God, that is so weird. I don't know what just happened. Let's see, we just ghost, ghost, it ghost turned itself on. That is so weird. Tiffany's TV just turned on, you guys. I know, and I'm thinking, did I sit on the remote? No, it just. This I, has been a test of your public <laughs> broadcast pos- podcasting system. Yeah, that is weird. I'm like, oh my God, let me find out there's a ghost in the house. Like, stop singing. We are really professional. Yeah, so <laughs> professional if, you're tuning, if you're tuning in, this is Brown Ambition with Mandy Woodruff and Tiffany Aleche. We have not been drinking, but it is our anniversary. <laughs> it is. And we're super duper excited because who knew when I first met young Mandy, like, what was it, like two or three years ago? Uh, it was the summer of 2011, I believe. <laughs> Who knew that when I was a young, crisp 31, I would run into Mandy and we actually became really cool. And then we became friends. And now here we are. One million. How many years later? Four years later and one year on the podcast. I'm so the love has been so nice. Everyone's just like, I don't know, the last month people have been sending us all these messages and really supporting the show. So I just feel like we owe you guys a huge thank you for your support. Huge. Yeah. It's not honestly. just my mommy and my cousins listening anymore. I know. You know, what's so weird, Mandy. It's like, uh, you know, I'm used to people saying like, hey, and, you know, saying to me, like, you know, I really enjoy the budgetista. But it's so cool when I was like at a conference in Florida and I was talking, this girl turned around and she said, I know that voice, Brown Ambition. And I was like, <laughs> what? That was so cool. She was like, tell me, I said hi. And I was like, look at this. We growing. It's happening. And <laughs> to celebrate our one year anniversary, we gave our website a lovely makeover. We did. It looks pretty legit now. Yes. Um, it's not a janky Tumblr. Don't hate on my web skills. <laughs> <laughs> Too legit to quit. We had a professional. So thank you, Miss Terry, for upgrading our website. You guys should all go check it out. It's never looked better. It's brownambitionpodcast.com. It's super easy now for you to submit a question, to sign up for the newsletter, and to get all the notes from the show 
um, and uh, get in touch with us. So check it out. And it's it's mobile. Uh, what do they call it? Mobile responsive. I was like, look at it on the on the phone. Mobile. Oh, so you can pull it up on your smartphone. Oh, yeah, that's hella important. Yeah, there it looks know. really good. It looks really good on the phone. So fresh look, and we're gonna have a party on Friday. You, if you received, and you should have received an email by now, by now from us, um, congratulating you if you were selected to be at our anniversary dinner this Friday. Yes, we are going to eat the most yummiest. Is it Ecuadorian? No, it's, it's Peruvian. 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 It is so good. We're gonna chow down, and we get to meet some of our fave listeners. Yeah, so we're super excited. Sorry if you guys weren't selected. We got a lot of sweet. Um, I'm going to find a way to incorporate some of the nice notes we got from people. People really put their hearts into this, telling us what brand ambition means to them. Um, and thank you, everyone who submitted your comments. I hope we can have an even bigger party next year. Um, but for now, we're keeping it small. Yeah, keeping it real. Because, you know, it's uh, me and Mandy, we're sponsoring it. So, you know, we're not rich. I mean, she has the budget needs to. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I have some good news. Oh, do tell. So I finally, finally signed the lease to my office. <laughs> I know. It felt like so weird. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, it's real. Speaking I've never had of, an office. Speaking of upgrades. What? No, this is an upgrade. Oh, Your office. Oh. <laughs> I thought you had an upgrade this year, too. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, I'm just super excited because I've never had an office space. It'll finally, I just feel like it's it's time to shift away from just working, you know, at home because I'm not as productive as I once was working at home. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know, what? it's time for a change of scenery and like not to be like working on the dinner table and like Supergirl's like, can you pass me the um, potatoes? And I'm like, oh, over my computer. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, I'm excited. So it's just another, a next phase in the budget Nista saga. So when do you officially move in? Um, I'm hoping that we'll be able to get the painter in this week. And I got a, I got Ikea. Did I mention Ikea? I don't think you've mentioned it publicly yet. Oh, well, I signed the contract, so I can't say it. So (laughs) Ikea has um, agreed to sponsor and basically decorate the space. I mean, we have a designer, but, you know, it'll be Ikea, largely Ikea furniture and stuff so super excited about that because you don't know the budgetista and i was like how can we circumvent the cost of because it's just a big it's a rectangle it's just open space so we have to basically put everything in there so super excited now here's a valid question are they going to build everything for you or they are you just going to get a bunch of boxes and have to put everything together yourself i know right so thankfully my boo superman is very handy so oh no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Wait, did he know what he was getting himself into when he raised his hand to help you put together your office full of furniture? I know, honestly. Oh my I'm like, God. You know. Any, gonna... Anyone who is your friend right now has like blocked your phone number because they know you're going to be calling them in the next month. Can you come over for a few minutes? I know. No, I'm going to get him in his team of like friends. I'm like, I'll make you guys dinner if you guys just put everything together. Yeah, oh it's, it's going to be a process. But, you know, we're here for him. That's exciting, though. Yeah, it is really exciting. I mean, I mean, I just can't wait to have a space that's like, I don't know, just just for work. And then when I come home, you know, I can be at home, although I'm sure I'll still do work at home. But it'll be nice to to have a space where that's the expectation. It's just work. I, it may sound like corny or kind of stupid, but I really just enjoy walking like the commute. I mean, I don't love the commuting, but I like getting my little coffee and reading on the train and having an office to go to. That's like part of my routine. I feel weird when I 
just work from home. I mean, it's, sometimes it's nice, but I've, I'm like on the not unproductive work from home train. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't always, but like lately I've not been as productive. And I think it's just because there's very little, like there's no line, there's no delineating line. When I'm home, Superman and Supergirl are just like, whatever, you're home. So dinner, and I'm like, well, I'm doing the podcast. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Mandy, Um, so can I have a cookie? You're like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> And so my got... problem is napping. I fall asleep. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm a napaholic. We're I don't have any desk. I'm on the bed, and I'm like, oh, oh, let me sleep. <laughs> I know we're gonna have a couch there because I I need like you know a little a little rest and relaxation do- throughout my day. Oh, I love a couch in an office. Love it. Gotta Sweet. have a couch. So I'm excited. Good for you guys. That's super exciting. And you're sharing it with um, your publicist, right? Yes, Drina. So it's going to cut down the cost significantly. It's like, how much is it? I think it's um, it's $1,100. Yeah, $1,100 a month. So $550 a month, basically. And that includes utilities, which is awesome. Yeah, there's so much that goes into like having an office space. I don't even think people realize just beyond the leasing. Like, what other stuff do you have to like? You have to buy like a coffee machine and water. Well, thankfully. Snacks. It's a it's a warehouse that has been converted into a co-working space. So it's it's four floors and then they have a rooftop, which is, I guess, the fifth floor. Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah. And so every floor has its own like community like and it's really like community kind of room where it's a, a refrigerator. It's a kitchen seating. So I don't have to provide kind of like that aspect, um, which is dope. And like, is it we work? No, it's 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 just this really rich guy that bought this warehouse it was like hey these would be great um office spaces because and what i like it's funky and industrial so it's not like office spaces like um like your doctor's office is in a bunch of buildings you know it's not like that at all it's very open and you know it encourages the different businesses in there to interact with each other it's a mix yeah. between rework and regular office space that's cool. I like that concept. Yeah, it's really, honestly, it's so nice. I mean, like when I heard that they had a rooftop and that was all included in that, the cafe, you're like, wow, okay, this space. And what I love is the location. It's right in the middle of, it's like a, it meets where New York meets Jersey City meets Hoboken meets Newark. So it's like in this perfect location, 15 minutes from all of those places. Mm, I think we found a new recording studio. I know, <laughs> I know, I <laughs> know. Yeah, I know. Uh, Honey Boo Boo Fiance want, is trying to convince me to move to Jersey. Really? Yes. Well, the whole reason we're living with the in-laws, um, and if you want a refresh on my whole situation right now, is uh, you can either listen to episode Mouse in the House, or I can give you a quick recap. We're basically living with uh, my fiance's parents. We've been here since the end of May, and it's been an interesting summer. But the whole purpose was to move in and like take the opportunity to live rent free for the months leading up to our wedding next spring. So that gave us about 10, 11 months. And we're about three months in and like, we're really just we're like, maybe we'll make it till January, maybe. <laughs> um, but the whole purpose was to save up for a house. And um, we've decided like we've agreed that we're saving up for a house. What we haven't agreed on is the where. Okay. And a little bit of the when, but mostly the where, like where we're going to live. It is such a hard decision to make. It's not, I mean, we know where we're not going to live. We can't afford to buy the kind of space that we're looking for in Manhattan or even where we were living in Queens. We just can't, I mean, the it's, it's just nuts how much these apartments, if we wanted to buy an apartment in Astoria where we used to live, we'd at least be looking at $700,000, which is like blowing my mind blowing my mind i'm not even kidding seven hundred thousand dollars minimum um so we know where we're not living 
But then there's other, you know, you have upstate New York, the, the, I call them the Chesters, the Westchester, the Port Chester, the East Chester, or you, then you have the, the Jerseys and the Long Islands. And it's just like my mind is spinning all these. I just, Zillow stresses me out. He's on Trulia every night. I don't know. I just want someone to like pick it out for me. <laughs> yeah. House hunting is can be a lot because there's so many factors like me and Superman are, are house hunting before rental property to rent out, to buy and rent out. And so, I mean, I would say first things first, start with education. So we're taking, although I've bought a home before, I want us to both take a first time home buyers course. You know, I'm actually, we're going to one this week. Really? Where? Actually, it's uh, Tanya, my fab, my fab finances, Miss Tanya. Okay. Um, is it Rapley or Rapley? And rapidly, yeah, don't. That's the other one that's a little bit scary. Hey, <laughs> it is what it is. I said it before, and I was like, she was like, yeah, rapidly, not rapidly. <laughs> well, if you haven't heard of Miss Fab Finances, she's another great personal finance um, educator, and she's hosting actually a first time homeowners workshop for in New York City this Wednesday. So I signed us up um, about oh. a month ago. So it's kind of perfect timing. And she's partnering with, um, I think, a, a real estate expert, and they're just going to walk us through the beginning stages. Just, I mean, we we kind of know a little bit, but I, I, I just want someone to sit down and, like, give me the big picture. We know, mm. like, what we have to do financially to prepare, which is just save all of the money that you possibly can. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but, you know, we got, you know, uh, our, you know. Our credit's pretty good, but I don't know. We just I just want to be sure we're we're yeah. prepared as much as possible. And we hired a financial planner and that's been going pretty well. So it just kind of feels like we're putting our big big boy and girl pants on. Yeah. Like no, that's this. good. Is it free? Uh it's it is free. It okay. is free. Yep. If you don't show up, they charge you twenty five bucks, which is a good incentive. Yeah, it is. <laughs> to show up. Yeah. Yes. So we will be there. Hey, Tanya, save us a seat. Right, squad. That's what we call ourselves. Like me, Marsha, Tanya, the rest of the um, money girls squad, squad up. Tanya's dope. If you guys are not, have not checked out her website and the stuff that she does, you can go to myfabfinance.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's dope. So let's talk about Ooh. pork. Go ahead. Pork? No, I was going to say poor Hillary. Oh, Hillary. It was really weird. First of all, it was 9-11 this weekend. And I always try to watch like the uh, the ceremony online, you know, where, or not online, on TV where they do the name readings at the yeah. memorial. And it's always really sad. And I start crying and I make it to like the K's and then I got to turn it off. But I saw it. I got a text alert that Hillary collapsed and I was so worried. And I guess she has pneumonia. Yeah, she that's what really I heard. Early. That's what I heard. I'm sure she's running herself ragged. People are like, <gasps> why are we so shocked that she's sick? Like, I know. What's so crazy about that? Now they're like, send us your medical records. Oh, gosh. Are you fit to be president? My goodness. She's a human being. Exactly. A 68-year-old? How old is she? You know, she's not a spring chicken. And and the schedule is insane. I would be sick, too. Somebody was like, Hillary could. <laughs> I thought this was hilarious. Somebody said, Hillary could die, come back alive as a zombie, eat my children. And I would still vote for her over Trump. <laughs> I was like, well, okay then. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And Trump, of course, was, or sorry, he who must not be named Lord Voldemort. <laughs> yes. <laughs> jumped on it right away. Um, this weekend, though, she called, she's getting a lot of flack for calling Voldemort's supporters uh, deplorables, was the quote. She was at a, she's giving a speech and she said, you know, I like to categorize about half of 
Voldemort's supporters as in the category called deplorables, like racists and bigots. And it's not like, like, I don't know where the lie is. I was going to say, well, I don't sentence. see the problem. Right? I'm like, what's, what's the problem with that? But there's always a problem. Like, there's just all this, you know, people are saying, you know, that was that was wrong of her. She's um, disrespecting people for their political opinions, blah, blah, blah. But Voldemort himself has said that yeah. he loves uneducated people after polls showed that most of his followers are uneducated. He's yeah. like, I love ed- uneducated people. How is that not offensive? Yeah, uh, whatever. They're just going to always look for a reason to be mad. We're hitting so. a home stretch, though. I'm getting, I know. I'm getting kind of like excited. Like I'm really, really excited for the first debate. I just, oh. Hillary's got to get in tip-top shape, girl. You got to get it together. Do your yoga, great. Drink your green juice because you must destroy him. Yes, at this you first must. debate. You must. So let's talk about speaking of politics. Uh, did you see the roasting of Ann Coulter? Um, I did. I heard all about it, but I haven't actually watched it. Oh my gosh! I, I mean, heard it wasn't even a roast for her. She was wasn't. like at a roast. Yeah, she was at a roast for Rob Lowe, which is weird enough. Yeah, but... like why did you need a roast? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So anyway, they had this roast. So Comedy Central will do these roasts for people, and that's when like the joke. It's like no holds bar jokes where they just go in, and so the jokes are pre written. And from from what I understand. They had these jokes pre-written for everyone. I don't even know why Ann Coulter agreed to be there, but she agreed. And the she told the writers, I guess she basically said there was a number of jokes. She was like, I won't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do this one. And she was being difficult. So what they did, and it's kind of like payback, is in in conjunction with having all the other comedians that spoke do a roast of Rob Lowe, all of them also roasted her. Like that was like their payback. Like, oh, you don't you don't like our jokes? Well, how about these? It was so painful to watch. I mean, so painful. Like, if you just I need to watch it. And she's a she's honestly the scum of the earth. I mean, what's the worst? Literally the worst of the worst. And even then, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I giggled, but I was like, yikes! Like you could see in her face, she did not even know how to like like how do I take this? It was because it was a surprise. She didn't, you know, she's there to everyone's there to roast Rob Lowe, not roast her. Mm -hmm. And they kind of dirty of them. Yeah, it was. But I guess, and you know, it's so crazy. Everyone's like, you know what? Normally I'd be like, hey, that's messed up, but it's her. Yeah, I mean, she does destroy people all the time in her own idiotic commentary. So I guess yeah. karma? No? Yeah, it was. Woo, child. If you're in, like, it's it's hard to watch, It's but it's also must-see TV. <laughs> it's like watching a train wreck. Can't look away. <laughs> I That's exactly how I thought. I was like, must look away, but can't. <laughs> I yeah. want to. I I really want to talk about this this study by that LinkedIn did. Okay. Um, that everyone's sort of talking about. It's a study. They looked at nearly half a million um of their uh members to find out what it takes to become a CEO. Um, what it takes to get to this it's the CEO or VP level at a company. Did you look? At, did you see this study? No, I didn't. It's so interesting. Um, it actually shows. So basically, they looked at nearly half a million dollar, half a million dollar half a million of their members and looked at their career trajectories. You know how on LinkedIn you mark your career or whatever. Um, and they looked at, they found some common characteristics among the people who made it to that VP CEO level. Okay. Um, and they found that experience, it's not just like 
how long you're working in a specific industry, they found that experience in one additional area within that industry improved the person's odds of becoming a senior executive as much as three years of extra experience would have. And I thought that was really fascinating because it's it the whole study sort of shows that like it's not it's important to stick with your like industry in order to get up to that CEO level. But what's even more important is making sure that you work in other areas within that industry. Mm. So if, for example, I mean, I'm a journalist, so I should spend time doing social media and advertising and um, PR and looking into all those different aspects, data visualization and gaining all those other that expertise kind of goes toward making you a more well-rounded person and helps you get to that CEO level. Okay. I see what you mean. Like, it's like, it's, it's, it's not just this straight path, but you should have kind of like experience in, in connecting, connecting subjects. Like, okay, you want to go, you know, you want to be, I don't know, you know, you're like, my sister wants to really work in uh, fashion but before that, she was working in finance. And I told her, you know, that's going to give you a leg up. It, mm. It's true because now that she's working as a buyer, most buyers only have experience with the fashion aspect. So she stands out. Here she is with her MBA in finance and marketing, you know? I was just about to talk. They also mentioned the NBA, MBA. Mm -hmm. um, and MBAs definitely go a long way toward determining or predicting whether or not you're going to become a CEO. A lot of CEOs have MBAs. But actually, the study found that it's really most effective if you go to like the top five, um, a top five school for your MBA. Okay. Apparently, that's what works some more. And he was kind of like, yes, that's probably the most highly indicative marker saying that you'll become a CEO. Um, and since everyone's not able to go to a top five school for their MBA, he said the more reasonable conclusion from this study is to work in as many areas within an industry as possible. And I'll read this one excerpt. It says, to get a job as a top executive, um, it gr helps greatly to have experience in as many of a business's functional areas as possible. A person who burrows down for years and say the finance department stands less of a chance of reaching a top executive job than a corporate finance specialist who also spent time in marketing or engineering or both of those. So. Okay. Okay. Get outside your comfort zone, people, if you want to mm -hmm. get to the top. It makes a lot of sense because if you if you look at it, you know, and now that I've become a manager, I, I get this a lot more. I'm not a CEO, obviously, but I have to have an understanding of how to make different departments, different people yeah. in different roles work together to achieve a common goal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We put out this huge study last week, and I had to work with data researchers and with graphics artists and with uh, the writer of the report and with the CEO of the company and with the PR team. And you, you sort of – and I think having experience in each of those areas um, really helps get that project or get that, you know, get that team solid and working all together. No, I, I totally think so because it's just no way. Just from running my own company, I have to know a little bit of everything. You know, I might not do every single thing. Like before we got on the, um, before we started, you know, taping today, I was on the phone with my COO and we were working through like a tech issue. We want to start sending text messages to remind people who have signed up for the Live Richer Academy. Hey, tonight, there's class tonight because that's one of the number one, uh, that was the some feedback that we'd gotten that like, oh, I love the classes, but I'm always missing them. So we thought, well, well what can we do? Oh, people might not check their email, but they check their, their phone all the time. If we could set a text message three hours before, don't forget classes tonight. And so you would think that would be a simple thing, but you need like a PhD in behind the scenes onomy 
just to like <laughs> <laughs> so me and her were working through and we thought we got it we're like we got it and then we tested it and it didn't work and i was like well girl i gotta go tape around ambition but like yeah that's just how if you're running a company or you you have like high level responsibility i mean from that to interviewing folks to always marketing to you know coming up with new strategies for the brand i mean I mean, I've grown so much as a person just from running a company because it's just you're ne- you're never just doing one thing. I I don't even spend major- I wouldn't even say half of my time is spent teaching financial education, less than half, which is like the core the core competency of my business is teaching being a financial educator. But most of my time is spent, you know, running a business. So, yeah, I could totally see that. But even better than working for a CEO is being a CEO. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah. That was an interesting study. If you want to go check it out, go to LinkedIn.com. Just Google LinkedIn CEO study. Yeah. Super interesting tips though. Um Hey BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. And that concludes Buzzworthy. <laughs> that was a good Buzzworthy. It was. All right. Um, on our first anniversary, will you be boosting or will you be breaking? <laughs> well, I think that I am going to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna boost. I'm gonna boost um, communication. I think that. I mean, I was just like. Or like such a I'm, woman. I am. <laughs> So, <laughs> no, just because me and Superman had just like a a very strong conversation last night. You know, that's what you used to call when you say that you guys argue. Oh, that's I'm- like before. That's like like an adult argument. <laughs> oh, but it, I mean, it was one strongly one-sided. worded because <laughs> I was the only one um, with the conversation. He was just looking like, oh, where's this coming oh, from? Oh, yeah, girl. I recognize that feeling. <laughs> I know this feeling well. Right. Go ahead. And then, and then after you're done, you're looking like. Was I just crazy girlfriend right now? Or was I legitimately, I'm upset, so I get to express myself girlfriend? Either way, it's done. (laughs) And so we just had, like, you know, like a strong conversation. Because I was just like, so what's... Because to me, communication is key. I'm always one to be like, well, let's make sure we're on the same page. We're on the same page, right? Let's make sure. And so he said something that made me think, are we not on the same page? And I just, you know, I don't know why I had a backflip about it. Maybe because I was not feeling so well from the cold. But I basically was like, look... This is the year. Whether you like it or not, this is the year. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, so it's either the year that it's that we take it to the next level or it's the year that we say goodbye. You 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 decide, sir. And he was just like, I didn't say that. I'm like, let me finish. And so (laughs) and so we had a strongly worded conversation. And then I felt bad later. Because he was like, babe, you know, I love you. I mean, like, this is, you know, this is what I want. 
we we talked about this. I was like, oh, because you said something that made it seem like he's like, well, of course, I'm I'm just expressing that, you know, it's still a, it's still a scary move, you know. And I'm talking, like, what are we talking about here? Babies or no, marriage? Not baby. I feel like men always are like, yeah, I'll pop out a baby. I mean, we're talking about marriage. They're not popping out anything. No, but I'm just saying that, like, you know, men are like, yes, I, I feel like a man is more apt to want to have a kid sometimes than want to get married. And I so I would like to see that study. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, that's an interesting question. I wonder what is more terrifying. I feel like man. I feel like honestly that it's more terrifying to them, like because marriage is like, oh my god, I'm never gonna be able to run around. Because he was like, it's just scary because you know I won't be free. I'm like, you're not free now, brother. We live together. Where are you going? <laughs> he was like, that's true. Having a child does not make. I mean, I feel like having a child is like the ultimate tie down. Like, there's well, no like you. It's a life. It's a human life. That's terrifying. You know, well, to me, because I don't have, but he has, you know, a child and, you know, he's, oh, you know, so to him, it's not, it's like, oh yeah, you know, let him tell it. He'd like four. I'm like, how son? I'm 37, almost 37. And that's not going to happen. Okay. If you're lucky, maybe two, but likely one. So yeah, we had like a strongly worded conversation. Well, I did. But, and I thought to myself, you know, communication is really key because I mean, you just, I mean, whether it's your boo, whether it's your, you know, friend at work, whoever, that like really expressing yourself, even if sometimes it's strong, you know, the, I don't know. I just wanted to give a boost to that because how do you know, people can't read your mind. You have to say what you think and you can't wait forever. That's one thing I've learned because I used to be someone who would say nothing and then completely blow up. And so I've learned like, you know, I'm better. I'm not totally great at it and expressing myself in the moment when I'm feeling it and saying, well, this is how I'm feeling now. So it's not something that I've waited three years to say. So that's my boost, communication. So we'll see. Because, you know, my birthday's coming up, Mandy. So you are no. <laughs> well, I was just going to add to that. It's never just the one conversation. Like, I think we've had at least a half dozen, like, come to Jesus adulting conversations, like, where you have to reestablish, okay, this is what I want now. Are you, okay, good. Okay, great. And then you, like, I feel like you can't just have the one conversation and think that that's it and that they're continuing to, like, read your mind I think you have to like re revisit it every once in a while just to like catch up and, and make sure you guys are on the same page because things can change. No, for real. And that's why I was like, so is that what's happening? Are we changing our mind? <laughs> no, I was like, oh, just because be clear. You know, women, we're so terrible. <laughs> just be clear. I mean, I could, you know, you're like, Tiffany, what are you talking about? I could. Well, I you could what? Well, you could what? Oh, I know just how crazy <laughs> you got. You're not even telling the half of it. I, I can know. just imagine because I've been there. Yes, and then I'm like, you went to the dark side. Yes, and I mean, I didn't go as dark as I could. I was telling my best friend, I was like, you know, one good thing is, I went upstairs and I had more darkness to spew, and like, there was a little light that said, "Don't you do it? Don't you do it? You've already done enough damage. You just go to sleep," because I was going to go back downstairs and be like, and another thing, but I said, nope. (laughs) (laughs) That's called Mary maturity. Mary maturity (laughs) visited you, the angel. Yes, she did. Because this morning, like, you know, it was like, honestly, we woke up and he was like, babe, I don't want you to feel any kind of way. I love you. This is what I want. And it was only because I had not gone to the dark side that we were able to like this morning. Honestly, there was no bad blood this morning. It was just like, no, I don't know why you feel that way. No, I can express me being like a little scared without you thinking that I'm trying to run away. Where am I going? And I'm like, that's true. So like I said, you live and you learn and you live to to communicate another day, hopefully. And doubts don't mean they're not like doubts 
aren't terrible. Like everyone has doubts. Everyone second guesses. I think I always, I never believe that. I never believe that that line, like I just knew from the moment I met them and I never questioned. I just never, ever, ever questioned. Like what? Do you not have a brain or like a career to think about? I think everyone has questions about relationships and you have to like think about that and, and those questions and the answers change over time. I, I don't know. I think doubt's okay. Yeah, no, I honestly, because I mean, I of course have had, and not just because, not because he's not a great guy, but you know, you just think to yourself, when you start to really think like, this would be it, 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 like, am I certain to say the rest of my life, like forever, ever, you know, when you start thinking of it, you know, then you start thinking like, well, what about, what if maybe, you know, well, for me, it's not even about someone else. It's more so about me, like, well, like, what if I want to travel the world and like live in Istanbul for a year and not get married and just like be the cool aunt that, you know, it's like, it's always living in a different country. What if I want to be that girl? Cause I used to want to be that girl. And so that's, that's usually like what I struggle with is like, you know, what's the answer. Ooh, tell me. Cause I have that thought sometimes too. <laughs> but then I think to myself, they you gotta know, come I, with, don't they? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know what I, you know, the thing is, I have to say that I'm fortunate in that for about a year and a half, two year span, I got to be that girl. And the truth of the matter is I would come home and be like, this sucks. And every night I'd be like, this sucks. Like, it would be so great. Like I've been to honestly over 20 maybe 25, oh, nearing 30 different countries in two years before Superman and I got together. And as much as it was great to travel and do whatever I wanted and, and you know, take walks at three o'clock in the morning, I always came back to loneliness and emptiness. There's a great song, oh my gosh, by Indy Irie that everyone should listen to who's kind of feeling like that. Every it's called, song. no, it's called The Life I Know. And it is so beautiful and it will likely make you cry if you're in that space. But she talks about, how, you know, that she has had an extraordinary life and yet she comes in so many ways she's full, but at her core, she feels empty. And that's the life that she knows. And it is just, it's moving and you should just listen to it. It's like a, wow. You're like, she's like, you know, I don't, I don't have a husband. I don't have kids, but that's what I wanted. But this is the life that I know. And this is someone who's highly, um, accomplished and beautiful and you know talented and yeah so I mean I've had a chance to have that a little bit and I, I don't want to go back to that I, this is much 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 better <laughs> Ooh, <geez. Woo. laughs> on that note bless God, you my child <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I, I like to just remind myself I just go back I think Facebook memories is a great <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah like reminder of like the shit you used to deal with when you were in your early 20s I'm like oh at that club at oh let me tell you Mandy. Do anymore did i tell I, you that oh go, go ahead. ahead no no go ahead we went this is how old i am now we went to a we went to a concert i i love leanne Le Havis. i have for a long time we sent we've seen her twice in in concert this year in new york city and she was playing again last week and so i snapped up tickets of course and i always spend the extra money to get the seats that like you know a lot of the venues she plays at are um standing room only but there'll be like a vip section and so I sprung for the, like the more more affordable like seated area so we can sit because my feet get really sore if I stand too long. I'm on like an 85 year old woman on the inside. <laughs> so we get there finally. We've been waiting in line. I've been walking around the city. We had lot. We walked from dinner to the venue because I'm like, oh, we're gonna have seats. It's fine. And we get there and there's no seats in the VIP section. I'm like, what is happening? And then we stood and like the opening act came on and then you got to wait an hour and then she didn't come on for like 45 minutes. 
and I we I lasted through six songs and then we had to leave. I was in so much pain. Really? Yes. I don't know what's. Ha- I'm like, I, my my legs and my feet just can't do it. I was on my feet for like three hours and I was I was done. I'm That's officially like a grandma. I think that I'm clearly headed for um for adult diapers. I mean, I pee every. <laughs> I pee every hour on the hour. Every I'm like, who are you, Tiffany? What is happening? I drink a cup of water and my bladder's like, well, you know the drill. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't like. Why is this happening? Is this age? Who am I? Drills. I mean, Superman's always like, huh, I see where we're headed with this. <laughs> <laughs> but the difference is, you catch it and you go to the bathroom. When you're really old, you don't make it. That's true. But I'm just like, what is happening? It's like shrunken. Well. That was a, an extended brown break. Wait, was that a, that was a boost? I forgot uh-huh. the whole start of that conversation. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna make my communication. <laughs> communication. Um, I'm gonna take. I wanted to take a brown break this week. I wanted to take a brown break from overbooking oneself, okay. um, which I'm sure you uh, can relate to. But I just had a, a week where I just like. And I'm and I'm going through another one right now where every night there's something and every workday is so packed and there's mm-hmm. and I my I've gotten really like um, I've never been busier than I have been at this new job and it's kind of a good and bad thing where my days go super quick, but also I'm look I look at my calendar all the time and it's like a it's like a um a Tetris game where I'm like ooh I can sneak one little appointment in there and I can do that phone call then ooh I have definitely have half an hour so I'll do like a 10 minute thing there <laughs> and I'm like ooh it all fits so nicely and everything's so organized and then I actually have to do the things and I'm yep. so I mean wh- I just I, I really crashed I really crashed um on Sunday I, f- I finally had a like Sunday was a free day um and I was just in this weird like depressive state it was just it was bizarre my fiance is like what is wrong with you and I was like I don't know just turn the light off I'm gonna sleep till 4 p.m <laughs> and it was it, I don't know I just I don't ever want to I don't want to get I've seen I've seen stress do stress and anxiety do things to people like actually manifest itself into like physical ailments where they they become disabled they like it can cause things like fibromyalgia, um, which is like this um, neurological, psychological disease, which the, the only link people can find is like from stress related stuff. And I have people in my family who have been diagnosed with that. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to uh, this is like sort of like a, a note to myself, like you need to get this under control. I don't want to go down the same path that I've seen other people do. And there's nothing like glamorous about it. You know, it's or, not. You know, I haven't like, slept or like, yeah, I you know sleep, eat. right? Like, like how was that? Because you know, I feel like that with that used to be like a badge of honor. Mm-mm. Oh, I haven't slept, I haven't eaten, I'm working so hard, I'm gonna die. You're like, well, how is that enjoyable? <laughs> I felt like death. It was the worst. I was cranky. I was tired. Pain. Like my back was just sore from being hunched over a computer. Um, yeah, and it, it was it was a weird release at the end they had this huge project I was pushing out it got pushed out on Friday and then I was so tensed up like so used to waking up early and going to bed late and thinking about this project it was my t- I was having dreams like stress dreams like crazy about this project and it was finally done it was almost like what does my life revolve around now I forget like what real life is and I, I don't know I just I, I don't like it there's nothing like and I wasn't getting any like gold stars or like it's not I don't think it's gonna you know it's not like my my boss was there saying good job almost killing yourself like yeah it's not a it's not a cute look I just felt like death so don't let people lie to you yeah 
Get rest. Rest. Rest is cute. So this week we have a question. I it's you know it's not really a question. It's more like a cry for help, <laughs> and I feel like she might need some words words of encouragement. Okay. Um, let me get this up so I can read it. Um, we did a whole uh, sort of interview and uh, podcast about single moms and just like the power of single moms. And this question slash cry for help comes from a single mom named Kim. And I changed her name because I don't think she wants us to use her real name. She says, I really need your help with budgeting finances and money in general. I am so overwhelmed and I'm hoping that you can help me. Um, I'm a member of Tiffany's group. Uh, the Dreamcatchers, mm-hmm. and I also, yeah, I also subscribe to Dreamcatchers. Um, although all of the stories in the post and the group are very inspiring, I feel so financially overwhelmed and have so much debt. I feel like I'm going nowhere fast, and my head is going to explode. I make good money, ninety-two thousand dollars a year, but I feel like I'm living paycheck to paycheck. I've borrowed from my four hundred one k. I have no savings. I feel like I'm drowning. I wake up and have anxiety thinking about it every morning before I get out of bed. Any assistance or help you can offer will be greatly appreciated. She says, I'm a 50-year-old single mom uh, with two daughters, one still in school. Well. Oh, Miss Kim. Yes. I would say, Miss Kim, the good news is it's you. The bad news is it's you. So this is what that means. That means that you have the power at any moment in time to really like change the direction of of where you feel that you're going. Everyone kind of has that come to Jesus moment when you're like, what is happening? I'm in quicksand. And first things first, when, when people tell me, because I've, I've been there where I'm like, what is happening? Where's, where's my money going? I, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I can't sleep. I'm feeling anxious. And really, it's like if you're in a ditch, the first thing you have to do is put down the shovel and stop digging and assess where you are. And what that means for you really is to write down a budget, not the budget that you're going to use to live by, but the budget that you're currently living by, which really just means listing everything that you're currently spending money on a month and how much your life is costing you a month. If you're not sure, if you're a debit card swiper like most folks or a credit card swiper, pull out your monthly statements and begin writing down, you know, do you have a mortgage? Are you paying, you know, utilities? Um, But not just those things, but going out. Um, eating out, grooming, um, entertainment, groceries, writing down all of those things and how much they're costing you a month to just get a picture of what your life is costing you a month. So like I said, this initial budget is not the, this is the budget I'm living by. It's the the checkup budget. Like, well, this is where I currently am. This is how much I'm actually spending a month. Because you have to kind of get a handle on where am I currently. And then from that, you could start making decisions. Like, okay. I see that, you know, maybe you pay for your daughter to get her hair done twice a week or, you know, once every um, twice a month and it's $40. That's $80 a month. Is there something you can do about that expense? If groceries are costing you a lot, is there something you can do about that expense? The reason why I want you to write it down or to put it like in an Excel spreadsheet is so you can literally start going line item by line item and making individual choices. In the beginning, when you are, when you're spending more than you make, Sometimes I had to tell myself, and this was the hardest lesson when I kind of had to pull myself in was some people were not going to get paid because I did not have it. It wasn't until like, it's not forever, but it was so scary to say my mortgage is not going to get paid. I had to make that decision. Like, 
then I'm not saying that you shouldn't pay your mortgage, but I'm saying at some point, sometimes you look and you're like, wow, I'm spending, you know, $6,000 a month, but I'm making five. What's not going to get paid to, so I can get back on track. And that's okay to say because you can get back on track. And then, so I had to prioritize. And so I prioritized that, you know what, I'm going to move back home. I'm going to let go of the house. That was my choice. And because it was either pay the mortgage and nothing else or pay everything else and not the mortgage. And so that's the choice that I made. But I can only make that choice from starting from that initial budget. That's just that initial picture of what is my money currently doing and then going line item by line item and making a different choice. Um, it's not going to be, I think sometimes people think like it's, it's supposed to feel good. It's not, um, it's definitely not going to be easy, but I think you know that. Um, but, and it's going to, I, I call it the tears and tissues step when you kind of list everything you spend money on and subtract it from your take home pay. Cause when you see kind of where you are, it can be hurtful to you. Um, but that's okay too, because you won't always be that way, but you need that initial, this is where I currently am. And so that way I can start making conscious choices, one line item by one line item. I want to ask a question. I'll kind of play devil's advocate here because we get a lot of questions like this at Magnify Money. Um, And one of the things that we do is anyone can go to Magnify Money and go to Live and Learn, the section at the top of the site, and sign up for a free 20-minute debt help session. Um, And we get a lot of – and not we get a lot of calls from people and we also get a lot of emails from people who are in this kind of situation. I don't really know – what Kim's exact debt breakdown is, but I imagine there's a car payment, probably has a lot of credit card debt, maybe student loans of her own. My question is, at what point do you just say, okay, it's time to file bankruptcy? Like my parents filed bankruptcy. I I feel like there's this huge stigma around bankruptcy and that it's not that you're, you know, it's there's a huge shame around it and you're mm-hmm. like, you're proving that you're a failure. But I feel like in some cases, And I'm not saying I don't really know enough about Kim. I definitely don't know enough about Kim to say it's best for her. But at some point, isn't it just like just, you know, it it can be a tool that you can use to your advantage um, to get out from under this kind of crushing debt. The problem I find with filing bankruptcy is that if you have not done the work beforehand, meaning that if you have not created the budget, if you have not reached out to your um, creditors, if you have not done that, you're going to find yourself back in that situation because bankruptcy might wipe the slate clean. But if you still have the same habits, you're just going to fill that tank back up again. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. And do you so know what I, do you know what I learned about bankruptcy? Like what? credit card companies, they have direct marketing lists of people who recently filed bankruptcy because mm-hmm. these people have proven they already have poor credit habits and they're great customers for them because they make so much money off of them so as soon as you file bankruptcy they start marketing toward you they do yeah i mean i totally agree with the con with the idea of like changing those behaviors and and getting in a a different money mindset but um i don't know i i and i and i don't don't think i'm not trying to glorify bankruptcy but i I do wish we could talk about it more in a in a semi-positive way as like i mean corporations and big businesses do it all the time yeah i mean there are it is there to sort of be um, a last resort for, you know, households like this. I mean, my mom was a single mom um, with four kids when she filed bankruptcy for the first time. She went through a divorce. She was earning a decent income, but she just lost an income. And she was now suddenly a single mom with four children and two yeah. house payments because, you know, she had a the previous house to pay for. And we were also living in a new rental that she had to pay for. Um, and for her, it, it just made the most sense. It wasn't. Mm-hmm as much a, a because she was financially irresponsible it was just like all the circumstances the financial circumstances were stacked against her 
Um, and uh, so I just wanted to put that no. out there. And to me, that you're right. For that, it makes sense. But I think a lot of people think that bankruptcy is going to... It's it it will fix the you know that you currently owe, but it won't fix you. And that's to me that mm-hmm. to me that's what I'm more worried about. I want to make sure let's get you in the mindset and in in let's get you to develop the habit so that way you won't be back here. And because if not, then you will. I mean, I've seen people not necessarily for bankruptcy, but I've seen people who you know maybe their parent has helped. I had one woman; she had maxed out all her credit cards when she was in college. Her parents helped her out. She did it again post-college. Her parents mortgaged her house, helped her out. She did it again, and they were like, honestly, we don't have any more money left. And she, Mm. it took years to dig herself out. She was like, that was the best thing that could have happened because she's like, I have not been back since. But because they had... They had um, stepped in and intervened in her learning how to fix it herself. She never learned before. And to me, that's what I want for Kim is I want you to learn how to, um, to fix yourself. You know, I want you to learn. So that way, if something should happen again, I mean, the 2009, honestly, to 2012, early 2013 was the hardest for me because I'd lost everything financially. And I thought, wow, there's no way. How do I recoup from this? And because step by step, making every mistake possible, losing my house, credit card debt, credit card scam, just everything that you could think of. I mean, everything you think you could think of, like I had worst credit score and but learning and growing from that put me in a position now where I feel ready to take on the world. Like if anything happens financially, I feel like I can take it on. I've I've uh, I put things in place to not fall into the same trap that I did before. Same thing, Kim. I took all the money out of my um, retirement account, every single penny, and lost so much of it because I'm, obviously I'm not 65. And mm. you know, but a yeah, a lot so- of people take out 401k loans. It's way more common than we think. All right, it wasn't even a loan. It was just a well, you ain't getting this withdrawal. Back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was a- just tipped over that piggy bank. <laughs> exactly. And so yeah, so for Kim, I would just say if you've if you if you're part of the Dreamcatcher group, the best way to use the group is to ask a specific question because someone there has an answer, I'm sure. And two, have you signed up for the Live Richer Challenge? The one of the reasons why I created it is because it walks you through step by step creating that budget, changing your mindset, um, creating a budget, a debt plan, creating a credit plan. Like I, I created it because so many women came to me with this very question, and I thought, well, how can I help everyone without? personally getting on the phone. And so I created it. So it's it's literally step-by-step. Step. An email will come to your inbox every day for 36 days that tells you exactly what to do at nausea. I mean, I have scripts in there to say, call your utility company, say this, you know? And if they say no, say this. And if they say yes, say this. Because I know how hard it can, how hard it can be and you need some hand-holding. And so I would suggest that too, if you haven't already, like, um, it's, uh, for those of you who are listening, you're like, well, I need the challenge. It's completely free. It's, uh, www.lrc.com. LRC fun. I'm sorry. L R C like live Richard challenge fun. F U N.com. And it's my gift because I promised myself that when I dug myself out of the deepest hole that I had ever been in, that I was going to come back for women in particular and, and, to help women dig themselves out, but for them not to be alone like I felt like I was. But yeah, Kim, start with that basic budget and see line item by line item what changes that you can make. And that's what I would suggest to start with. Hello? Bravo. Oh, I'm like, 
<laughs> I was leaving space so I can edit that and cut it out right there. Okay. All right, you ready for some wins? Yes. Our 53rd episode, our 53rd win. What's your win going to be? My win is really us. I mean, we were... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that your win? No. <laughs> it's just funny. I, think, I mean, it's a year. Like, you know, when you came to me with the idea of a podcast, I was like, okay, you know me. I'm just like, okay. But I had not, I mean, I, I didn't have any expectations. I have to say, I just thought well, let's just see what this does and to see how many people we've affected and how many people listen. It's just been an amazing, an amazing uh, ride. And just to see how far we've grown. I remember when we took the pictures with Tanetta and I'm like, oh, we were so cute. Look at our sneakers and our dresses. <laughs> and like the logo, I, I look back at some of the old logos that we were looking at. I'm like, what were we thinking? <laughs> <laughs> and and so I just have to say that it's just been an amazing ride and I'm glad that you are my partner in crime and yeah just even thinking of names for Brown Ambition it just seems oh, so perfect I, now. I did go through that old list <laughs> maybe on next week's episode we'll go through some of the names that could have been <laughs> I know right the leap the grind <laughs> oh god <laughs> no <laughs> uh, I know so yeah so to me that's our win my win is us and brown ambition in one year and the listeners who have supported us um some of you since day one so just thank you oh well geez louise give me make me feel all the feels <laughs> make me cry um no thank you I, I've had this is such a it's like the best part of my week every week is I know it's gonna it's my time to talk to Tiffany and talk about money and finances and the VMAs and Beyonce and like whatever else comes into our mind and I think it's such a great um it's an outlet for me it feels like I get a lot out of it the same way listeners get a lot out of it so I'm just very happy we're making it happen yeah me too um I mean my win was going to be America (laughs) (laughs) okay because I was feeling very patriotic this weekend Okay. Um, not only was 9-11 and I just, I just wanted to like go out and just hug a little old lady or something like that. But also we went and saw, um, Sully, the movie about the guy who yes. landed the plane in the Hudson. I know this also puts me in the category of like a senior citizen because like the average age of the viewers for that movie was like 55. Really? But I will say, cause Clint Eastwood directed, it's a Tom Hanks movie. I mean, come on. It's like old people like this kind of stuff but it was so good it like i don't know i feel like the audience clapped afterward like yeah we know how the story ends everyone survives it's amazing but i don't know just seeing the scenes where you see new yorkers coming together and pulling the people out of the freezing hudson when they've been you know crash landed into the river and seeing the people on boats and the nypd scuba people come and save people i don't know it just just reminded you how nice people can be and how great it is when we all come together and work together and i thought it was a i saw it on 9-11 um so i thought it was i don't know it made me feel very just like very america-ish and patriotic and just make you want to just give everyone a huge hug and just be nicer than usual oh so america hugs. america this is you 10 points for the show <laughs> what show uh is that america's funniest some videos yeah ding, ding, ding. i almost didn't get in almost bob saget that was my jam god we used to be so easily entertained yes yeah. <laughs> Yes, indeed we were. Just a man with a funny voice and videos you can watch on YouTube. Exactly. It was the original YouTube. We were basic. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, on our first anniversary, love you much, Miss Tiffany. Thank you so much for making Brown Ambition possible. 
Oh, I love you much too, Mandy. And I can't wait to see. I don't know if we'll be able to make it to to your wedding since it's like, you know, not in state. I'm going to um, see you on but- Friday. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, that's right. We'll see you on Friday. <laughs> I'll, see, I'll see you on Friday. I'll see our lucky five uh, Brown Ambition listeners on Friday for a delicious anniversary meal, some candlelight, some sangria. You don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> All right, y'all. We will talk to you next week. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? <laughs> <laughs> In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen.